Hello and welcome back to Actually Adultish. I'm one of your hosts, Janina, and um, the Nina hiatus is officially over. I'm reunited with my best friend, Christina. I'm so excited that you're back. I missed you so much. I miss you too. But now the dynamic duo is back together. Um, Thank you guys so much for all the positive feedback, especially on our last um, podcast it was a big one and it means so much to us that you guys reached out and really liked it so thank you um as usual if you enjoy it please subscribe on itunes and or stitcher please leave a rating and review it really helps us out um it's hard to get the word out there about podcasts so it really helps us if you can like share tell people about us tell your family your friends your uber drivers people in class you know everybody your doctor whatever so yeah that would really help us out and you can send in questions comments everything to actuallyadultish at gmail.com or on our website actuallyadultish.com so yeah thanks anyways this week we're super excited because um we have a very special guest her name's les she's from the balanced berry the blog she's one of my favorite blogger friends i love her to death she's so sweet she's a personal trainer so we're gonna ask her some fitness questions she also knows just she's just like all about health inside out like she's the real deal she's so authentic love her um yeah so we're gonna go ahead and get her on the line and interview her hey les <laughs> Hey guys, how's it going? Good, how are you? Yes, we got less. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Thanks for having you. me. We're so excited to have you here today. Um, so, we just did a little intro, but why don't you start off by telling our listeners a little bit about you, what you do, where you're from, all that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, my name is Les, and I blog at The Balanced Berry. Um, it's like my healthy living blog. And my like social profiles are all under the name Balanced Berry. Um, and really what I do is I just share content for young women to help them feel good from the inside out. So I share a lot of healthy recipes and fitness info, but I also really love sharing content around mindset and happiness and wellness from within. Um, and so, yeah, anytime I get inspired to share something along those lines, I put it on the internet. <laughs> yeah, and that's part of, I mean, that's, like, what drew me to her just from the beginning. You were one of the first blogs I just, like, really was, like, obsessed with because it's not just about, I mean, you have amazing recipes and you talk about fitness and all that, but it's, like, it's the wellness and, like, the the internal stuff mm -hmm. that I really connect with and you know I mean I comment on like I feel like we're the same person like, <laughs> that's cool I think that's just as important too yeah, it's more important and it's like you talk about okay. things that I just hate the fluff on the internet like I mean there's a time for fluff but there's a time for like let's talk <laughs> about what matters you know oh for sure yeah and I like how you just are willing to be vulnerable and talk about like just everything resonates with me so that's well, I'm why. so glad yeah and you guys if she like Les was one of the first people I interviewed on my blog. So after this, if you want to learn more about her, go to my blog and read the interview there. So you can Oh, yeah, that's right. Early on in your friendship. That's cute. Literally a couple of days ago, one of my coworkers was like, I found an interview with you on this blog. And <laughs> about how she found your blog and was reading the interview like so a couple funny. days ago. So funny. It's such a good interview. I loved it. You were the first person. Yeah, you know, you were the first person I asked. I like 
I got that idea literally like because of you because I was like my my friend no I'm not even joking because my friends will be like oh what other blogs do you read and stuff and like I was like I should just start like interviewing people so other people can see the people that I like um you Mm -hmm. know um I mean is that like I feel like you find people through me Mm -hmm. Um, all the time yeah and you were the first person I emailed but then like my email didn't go through and oh yeah yeah but it worked out and so and it ended up being really good so yeah so okay how did you first okay just warning i'm gonna we're gonna re-ask you some questions we already asked you on the blog just because it's different um audience (laughs) so how did you like first get into blogging yeah so i first stumbled upon healthy living blogs when i was in college um and that was a bit ago it was probably like five or six years ago that i started getting into reading blogs And back then, they were really different. It was all about, like, diary style, what I ate Wednesday, you know, very different style. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, in the late 2000s, that's, like, what blogging was. And I got really into them um, because my senior year of college, I started getting really into health and fitness. I was living off campus for the first time and I was starting to really cook for myself. Um, And I was deciding like, man, if I'm going to be an adult and I'm going to like work, I should probably take care of myself. So I like, (laughs) I can't live off of like college food and like beer forever. I should probably now. And so I just became obsessed with blogs and just like seeing what other people were doing and wellness from other people's perspectives. Um, And I just read so many blogs for so long that finally I was like, why don't I just start one? Like, this is silly. I read so many and I could start one of these too. Um, And it was during a time where I had been working as a personal trainer in addition Mm -hmm. to my corporate job that I had after college for a few years. I had stopped personal training because being in the gym for so long just really led to me having a really negative relationship with food and fitness and my body. And it was just like a really bad place. So I stepped away from training for a while. uh, But a lot of my clients still wanted to keep in touch with me. They still wanted to know what I was doing, what I was eating. And so kind of the combination of all those factors led me to starting a blog. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. There's so much in there that I want to unpack. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> where do I want to start? So, I guess, well, okay, since it was the most recent thing you said, can we talk about, like, the whole issues of being in the gym so much and what that brought up for you? And I think that's something that not enough people talk about. Like, I stopped working out. We were actually just talking about this. Yeah, like, it's like, it, you can, like, sense the insecurities from, like, all these different people and, like, it kind of, like, drifts onto you a yeah, little bit. that's what I stopped working yeah. out. I stopped going to the gym. I do all my workouts at home just because I can't be in the environment. So I can't even imagine like training and like you've like lived there. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. It was so hard. I mean, I had a nine to five and then I would be at gyms like teaching classes and training clients before and after work and, Mm -hmm. you know, nights and weekends. And it was hard because you have this weird environment where it's like clients are looking to you to be a role model to them. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you work in fitness like your body is your billboard so yeah. I felt a lot of pressure to look a certain way so that people mm. was credible mm-hmm. um but then you also have the relationships with other trainers too and in fitness it's really competitive so you have trainers like sizing each other up and then yeah. you're spending like all your time in a gym where there is a lot of vanity happening and it was just really really tough yeah and like so how how did that affect your relationship with food 
It was really hard. So at the time, I was living in an apartment by myself, which um, is just really tricky. If you have any sort of like negative relationship with food, living alone is really tricky. So you're not going to have anyone to notice that's you. An, that's an interesting point to bring up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. True. I would really... Um, I got really into macro counting and I would be really religious about it. Like my fitness pal was always like my do or die. Um, I had one of those like polar heart rate monitors and I'm a morning workout person. So like how many calories I burned during my morning workout, like dictated my mood for the day. If I didn't burn a certain number of calories and I like had to leave the gym to get to work, I was going to be in a bad mood because I just like felt like it was a waste. I mean, so twisted looking back on it. Um, So I would like really restrict calories, be really obsessive about my macros. And then, you know, I would get to a point where I would get really stressed out and I would just binge. Um, But I lived alone and I was alone all the time. So no one really saw me restricting. No one really saw me binging. Like it was just, no one really knew about it um, because I didn't have anyone there to kind of call me on it. Yeah. And so it was just a really vicious cycle. Now, when you were in college, did you live with other people and like, did that affect your eating during that time? It really, you know, it did to an extent. Um, I was in a sorority and just laughing to myself, thinking about your guys' Greek life. (laughs) (laughs) Is it different in Washington? Yeah. And well, no, I didn't go to University of Washington. I went to a really small liberal arts school. So like I had a totally different experience with the Greek system. It was like, at my college, you went Greek if you were, like, normal and not, like, a super <laughs> hippie. Oh, that like, must be nice yeah. <laughs> compared yeah. to ours. Yeah. <laughs> if it was, like, normal, then you either played a sport or, like, were in the Greek system. So it was a totally different experience. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but still, if you're constantly eating around big groups of girls, you live in a house with 40 other girls, mm-hmm. you're going to be looking at what each other's eating. People are going to make comments of like, that's all you're eating? Or, oh my gosh, like you ate all that? You're so tiny. How do you do? You know what I mean? Little mm-hmm. comments like that. I have to say, when I was in college, I think I was a lot more strong-willed because I just like didn't care. I was like, whatever, I'm not listening. Yeah. Um, and had a lot more positive body image at that point than I did later on. Um, but it was in college that I started to notice the connection between what I ate and how I felt for sure. So is that what like propelled you into becoming healthier? Totally. Um, I think the biggest thing that propelled me the summer between my junior and senior year, I had an internship, like a corporate internship at the company I then went on to work for. And it was the first time I ever had to like sit still and it was (laughs) Terrible. Like, yeah. I am such a hyper person. I was like tired all the time and groggy from sitting at a desk. And I was like, I, this is horrible. Yeah. I have to eat well. I need to start working out. Like, I need to do something if I'm going to sit at this desk mm-hmm. for, you know, <laughs> the rest of my career. Um, <laughs> that was what really motivated me to work out and eat better was I yeah. felt so off sitting at a desk all day. Yeah. <laughs> so when you so you started training and then you started like, having problems with food and like so what made you snap and be like I need to take a step back I need to change this like mm-hmm. did you realize like as you were going through it, like something's wrong something's wrong like I think that's the hardest part like yeah. like I I dealt with binge eating and stuff and like I think that's the hardest part is like making the change to like not doing that like how did you do that 
Yeah, totally. It was a combination of things. Um, kind of like I said, I was at a point where I was living alone and I was spending a lot of time alone. And I just, I didn't really have a life. Like I didn't have a lot of people around that I felt like I could talk to. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have much of a social life. So it was like, well, I'll be at the gym training clients all night on a Friday because I have nothing else to do. Um, and so I think things really started to shift for me when I started surrounding myself with really great people mm -hmm. who didn't really care as much about fitness or what I looked like or training or whatever. Um, being in situations where I felt like I could just kind of be myself and relax with friends. I ended up moving out of the place by myself and getting a roommate. And I think just positive energy being around people made me realize I can feel better and I don't need to keep doing these things to be happy yeah. um, because I wasn't. And so I think like positive energy is what really helped motivate me to make those changes. Yeah. So were, were those people that you already knew like, or I think some, I was talking about this with somebody else, like, who in a different context is, like, needs better friends, like, meeting people and, like, finding mm -hmm. good, positive people. Like, do you have any tips for that? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's just all about, like, kind of putting your best foot forward. I think if you put... Mm -hmm energy out there where you're constantly seeking something or where you're constantly trying to fix yourself, that's what you're going to attract. Mm. Um, you know, when I was at the height of just being all crazy and not good to myself, <laughs> I did have one close friend who's still a close friend of mine and we would hang out 24 seven, but she was in a phase where she was doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so, you know, we weren't really checking each other because we were in a very similar place. Yeah. And so I think once we kind of released that a little bit and opened up to other people, it allowed us both to be more positive and like be in a more positive place. Um, I also reconnected with old friends, you know, that I hadn't talked to in a long time or that I kind of alienated because I felt like they didn't understand um, I had gotten out of a relationship that like wasn't serving me. And so that helped a ton. Um, I think it's just all about like putting good vibes out there and that's what you get back. But when you're in a really toxic place and you're just like living in that, that's what's gonna, you know, that's what you're going to attract. So when you found that balance between like your healthy, um, I guess, fitness outlook, how did you incorporate that into your blog? Totally. So it was right as I started finding kind of that sweet spot that made me happier mm -hmm. um, that I started my blog. So I had taken time away from the gym, didn't work out at gyms, didn't really work out much at all. I was still pretty active. Like I would walk a ton and even at my like really boring job, I got a standing desk so I wasn't sitting all day. <laughs> nice. Um, but I just needed to like start mm -hmm. clean with fitness. And so it was right as I started clean that I started blogging. And so way back in the archives of my blog, it is a little more diary style because that's what I was reading, right? That mm -hmm. was like what I originally aspired to be. Um, and I would talk about my week. I would talk about what I did. I would talk about workouts that I liked. And then I slowly started making it less about me and I started mm -hmm. making it more about, okay, if I was in that spot, what did I want to hear at that time? And how can I talk to that girl who needs to hear it like I did? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So bring, so we want to ask you some fitness questions since you are certified and <laughs> you've been 
I feel like it's so much, like, like you've been on the wrong side of the fitness and then came back, so you understand, I guess, I feel like better balance. Like, I feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. who give fitness advice are just giving unrealistic things, and I'm like... And they might have the same problem at the yeah, time that they're giving I, yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like people, yeah. I'm like, I feel like you're addicted to exercise right now, and you're telling people to work out, like, 20 times a week, and that's just, yeah. like, unsustainable, and that makes people feel like... I can't do I can't do that so I'm just not even gonna try like yeah um and I mean that's obviously like why I wanted to bring you on because I feel like you can give realistic advice <laughs> um, what do you do you specialize in anything in fitness you know most of what I taught when I was teaching classes was functional training um so a lot of things around core strength kettlebell work trx things of that nature as opposed to like the traditional kind of not, I don't want to say bodybuilding, but kind of like traditional fitness does tend to fit that model. Um, when I was training, I was in more of like the functional fitness realm. Okay. Yeah. So what kind of workouts do you like to do now? Like personally? Yeah. So personally, I love doing like fast paced circuits. I get mm-hmm. bored super easily. So I can't be like Same. three sets of <laughs> squats and then... Yeah three sets of 15 bicep curls. Like that is the most boring thing in the world to me. Yeah. Like um, when you know what's coming. Yeah. It's just so boring. So I personally love combining strength training and plyometrics in mm. quick circuits to get my heart rate up. Um, Cause I just think that they're so fun and yeah. they're really effective. Okay. So I'm going to ask you like technical questions because these are, the, these are the questions that people want us to ask. And I, you know, so, okay. So like people want to know, like, just not to be a bodybuilder, but to be a fit person, healthy person, <laughs> how many times a week should I exercise? What should I do? How long? Like those kind of questions. Like, yeah, you know, like as somebody like us, like college students, I want a normal person workout plan that's attainable, but also like will get me in shape. Like mm-hmm. what would you recommend? Totally. Um, so a couple of things. One, and this is the answer that nobody likes. First answer will be it depends on the definition of like fit that yeah. you're looking for, mm-hmm. right? Very so true. for some people being fit is, you know, I want to run a mile in eight minutes or for other people being fit is like, I want to be able to curl a 20 pound dumbbell or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will say for most people or what I have kind of found to be my sweet spot where I feel active and where I feel good would be working out like five days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I even think if it's realistic for someone to work out three days a week, like mm-hmm. that's great. I think if you're getting your heart rate up and you're moving your body and you're challenging your body at least a few times a week, like that's what you need to be healthy and to make progress. Yeah. I think also some people don't realize that like, over exercising can like make your progress worse. Like mm-hmm. I was at my heaviest during that time that I was describing to you guys mm-hmm. when I was binging and then restricting and working out a ton. I was at my heaviest, and yeah. it's totally true because you put that stress on your body and you don't give yourself time to recover. Your cortisol levels are going to be through the roof, and it's going to hinder any progress. Yeah. I actually I've never told anybody this but I mean I think everybody knows I'm like constantly on a mission to gain weight (laughs) like right now I'm trying to gain weight um because I was underweight for so long and like that's Mm -hmm. I'm not the kind of person that can just sit and not move so that's like a technique I use to put on weight I will like 
which is kind of fucked up. But, like, sometimes I'm, like, I'm going to, like, inflame my body kind of. And it helps me, like, like there was a time period where I, like, needed to put on a certain amount of weight very quickly. And I worked, I over-exercised and it helped me, like, you know. Yeah, that's, like, proof that if you're trying to, like, lose it, then yeah. like calm down a little bit. You have to be, like, at a normal yeah. spot so your cortisol mm-hmm. levels are, like, not psychotic and your your body literally gets inflamed like puffy yeah exactly yeah and people don't realize that like it's you have to find the middle ground yeah i work out less than i ever did before and i feel like the lightest i've ever been like the best like more balanced i've ever been yeah and i wish i knew that (laughs) before when i was following like these different plans so uh, that's an interesting what do you think about these like different um like plans um like workout guides Especially the ones with, like, support groups where everyone's telling you, yeah, 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 you can do it. And, like, you know, you check in with your community online. And how do you – what do you think about that? I think that they can be a really good way to get moving if you're new to fitness, Mm -hmm. if you don't know yet what you need from a workout plan and you just need to get moving and don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, though, there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all that's going to work for everybody. So there's no one plan when it comes to food or fitness that's going to make you look a certain way. I think what's best is starting with one of those plans like that to start working out so that you can see how it feels. And at one point, you get this click of like, oh, I know how my body is supposed to feel. I know what feels right. I know what doesn't. And I know what I need to look for. Like once you reach that point, then you can make real progress. But I think one size fits all plans are just that. Like it's not going to work for everybody. But if you're not doing anything, it's a good way to to start and get moving. And to figure out what you do and don't like. Like Mm -hmm. you can try and if you don't like it, then you know I don't like that kind of workout. So don't do that kind of workout. (laughs) And I'm all for not doing things that you don't like. Exactly. (laughs) So, okay, so, like, what do you think is the most, like, efficient type of, work, like, workout? Like, um, I mean, I like how, I mean, recently, like, you talk a lot about hit workouts, which I'm a really big believer in, because um, I feel like people think that they have to spend so much time every day, and that's just not always realistic for people, and I'm like, no, you can still be in shape and, like, not spend that much time. Mm-hmm. We're all, every like, everybody is limited on time nowadays, guys. Yeah. Like, so There's not enough in the day. Make it harder than it no. needs to be. So mm-hmm. what would your like recommendations be in terms of that? Yeah, I totally think workouts where you can combine your cardio and strength training in mm-hmm. one are going to get you the most bang for your buck. Um, so even if you do a superset of a strength move and then immediately follow it up with like a plyo or a cardio move, yeah. that's what's going to give you like the most challenge in the shortest amount of time for sure. Yeah. So if somebody is doing a hit workout mm-hmm. how many like is it okay to do hit workouts like five days a week no and I'm so glad that you asked this question um so the thing about hit or the thing about cardio in general is that cardio is like strength training for your heart mm-hmm. right so we think of cardio and strength training as two separate things and ultimately they are But cardio is strength training for your heart and your lungs. Mm -hmm. So just like with lifting weights, you wouldn't necessarily lift the same muscle group two days in a row because you want to give your body time to rest. The same goes for HIIT. So if you get your heart rate up super high, like balls to the wall HIIT session one day, you need to take at least a day off in between that so that your body can recover before you go 
and do it again. Because otherwise, then you're going to go right back into that overtraining, stressing your body out phase, mm-hmm. um, which ultimately, if your goal is like a stronger heart and to, you know, be in a better place of overall health isn't what you want to do. Okay. I see. Um, oh, wait, I want to ask something. Okay, go ahead. Also, the other thing is, like, <laughs> like, so, like, I'll go, say I Google, like, hit workouts, I'll literally mm-hmm. see people being like, oh, yeah, I do hit for 40 to 50 minutes. Oh, God. And I'm like, 40 to 50 minutes. And then, and then you see yeah. other people who are like, 10 minute hit. Like, yeah. Um, and I'm like, and then other people are like, 30 minute hit. And I'm like, Okay, I feel like no one is <laughs> about. Do you want to clear no. that up for us? <laughs> totally. So, I mean, I think the hard thing is that people mix up interval training with high intensity interval training. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're truly pushing yourself at a high intensity and getting your heart rate up close to as high as it can go. Chances are nobody can do that for like 50 minutes straight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, so I feel. <laughs> yeah. It just, it's like your heart cannot work that hard. You shouldn't push yourself quite that hard. Yeah. Uh, I think if you want to do moderate interval training for 50 minutes, if you have 50 minutes and that's what you like to do, I, I mean, don't, I don't I have 50 really minutes. Really go for it. Yeah. I think if you're doing high intensity and you're truly like pushing your body to work at a really high intensity, you probably don't want to go any more than like 30 minutes. Okay. How can you go over I, thirty? I I'm, if I'm doing um, true hit, yeah. I'm like after twenty minutes 20 is good minutes enough. Max, like yeah. even fifteen, I'm like, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. But okay, so do you think that people need to do regular steady state cardio? Like what? Like what if you don't like it? Yeah, I'm totally one of those people who doesn't like it. Like you're not ever going to see me hop on a treadmill and just like jog mm-hmm. for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, also mostly because I trained for a half marathon on a treadmill and was like really traumatized after that. Wow. Can't do it. Yeah. Damn, girl. Don't love it. (laughs) Uh, But I think, I do think that instead of steady state cardio, the focus should just be more on getting movement throughout the day, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're walking as a main form of transportation, like that's steady state cardio. If you're taking the stairs when you can, or if you're getting in at least 10,000 steps a day, like that's steady state cardio. It doesn't have to be, you know, schlumping it on the elliptical for an hour Mm because that's just boring and (laughs) has the time to do that, like. Yeah, yeah, I don't like steady state cardio. So like, okay, so let's say you wanted to do hit like two or three times a week, and then mm-hmm. in yeah. in between, could you do just like not high intensity, but like regular intensity body weight stuff? Like, yeah, totally. I think that would be a really great balance. I personally don't like to do hit more than like three times a week, and then if you follow that up with either strength or like moderate intensity cardio, like I don't want to knock cardio because a lot of people really like it. There are a lot of people who are runners who love to run, and like if you're moving, that's totally awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. that. But I just. I hate it when people who don't like that or who feel like they can't do that feel discouraged or like they can't be fit because they don't fit that specific mold, you know? And that's why I'm asking you these questions because I feel like so many people are like, I don't like working out. Can you just tell me what's like effective that like, I'm like, I'm like, you don't have to do, they're like, I can't work out because I hate to run. I'm like, I hate to run too. I don't ever run. You'll (laughs) never see me run like ever. Like, and you'll never see me ride a bike like you just won't. like 
<laughs> Does it matter if you work out at the same time each day? I think that that's really good for mindset and routine. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, when it comes to fitness, like your body can't tell time. Like you're not going to burn, you know, more calories at one time a day than another, even though I hate burning calories being like the focus of a conversation. Like mm-hmm. it's the truth. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think from a routine standpoint, like that's the best way to stick to it and yeah. be consistent yeah. for sure. If you have a timer always going. Exactly. Then, yeah. And also it's like, that'll make you more like, like people are like, well, I can't work out cause I'm, I can't wake up that early. I'm like, well, you then work out at night. Like, yeah. you know, like, it's hard for me to work out at night because then I can't go to sleep as early for some reason. I'm the opposite. I yeah. can work out in the morning and I can only work out at night. Like, so I feel like you just have to figure out what works for you so mm-hmm. that you'll be able to stick to it. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, do you have any recommendations for people who need like workout inspiration? Like, if somebody's just like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to go to gym. I just want to do body weight stuff in my room. Like, I don't know what exercise it. Like, you know, just like, I just like, I'm trying to give people like an idea of how they can do this themselves and it not be complicated. And, um, I know you have, um, a nice little program. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I had an online boot camp that I ran for two sessions. Actually, we just had one end. Um, that was really fun. I had groups of 10 women at a time that I took through a six week program, which was really awesome. It was kind of my way of dipping my toes back in the water of like yeah. training again. Um, but I think the most important thing, if you want to start working out and you don't know where to start, is to just identify why you want to start working out and identify how you want to feel, right? Mm-hmm. So taking looks out of the equation, because I feel like that's what so many people do. And honestly, it is so easy to like, if looking a certain way is your motivator, that's not very motivating. Yeah, because- it's not going to ever be enough. Yeah, it will it's ne- never yeah, it will never be enough. It's either one, you're either going to wake up one morning and not care, right? So mm-hmm. if you're is getting a six pack and it's January and freezing, you're not going to be motivated to do much because who cares, yeah. right? Or you're, you can take it to a really scary place where it can be very disordered and can really impact your health. Yeah. So I think starting off with how you want to feel can be a really good way to help you outline the rest of what you want to do. Having clear goals. So do you want to feel like you can walk up a flight of stairs without getting winded? Do you want to feel strong? Do you want to be able to do a push-up on your toes for the first time? Like. Yeah. Set that performance goal or a goal for how you want to feel, and then you can kind of either seek training or a program or even, you know, figure out exercises to do on your own based off of those goals. Because I know for me as a trainer, before I start working with any clients, even the ladies in my boot camp, the first thing we did was, okay, what are your goals? Why do you want to be a part of this? What mm-hmm. do you want to achieve at the end? And if someone doesn't know, they're not going to stick with it, right? Yeah. No skin in the That's game. That's very true. Yeah. Do you think that um, people always ask me this? Um, do you think that somebody could just like body weight only get in great shape just doing body weight exercises? Oh, totally! Oh my gosh! So when I stopped training initially and like took a break from the gym, I ended up working out from home for a period of time, and I did uh, Pio. You guys know Pio? It was no. like. Shaleem Johnson's program. It's so great, actually. Did you say Jimmy Johnson? Shaleem Johnson. Oh, Shaleem Johnson. Okay. Uh, Beach body person. But I did her Pio program as like a way to keep moving 
like when I wasn't ready to go to the gym Mm -hmm. and I was in like the best shape ever from doing those like body weight. It's like a combination of Pilates and yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, so much fun. I still do the workouts sometimes when I just like don't want to leave the house. (laughs) Yeah. You totally can, but you have to be doing it in a way that's still challenging yourself and pushing your muscles and you can totally do it with body weight, but it has to be in a way that makes sense, right? You can't do like, body weight squats every time you're switching your laundry out and like (laughs) gonna change you know despite what Pinterest tells us like that's not quite gonna cut it yeah but if you're a cohesive (laughs) program you totally can get results doing body weight yeah and um wait I just forgot what I was gonna say oh well I just I just brought that up because I was like I feel like the standard like workout plan is like okay go do weights for 30 minutes and then do 30 minutes cardio like and that's yeah. what everybody does and like what do you think about that <laughs> I mean I don't know I think if you if you genuinely enjoy doing that like that can be totally effective I know for me years ago like when I would work out that's what it looked like and at that time I enjoyed doing it and that's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. I think that if you're like dragging yourself out of bed to do it and you dread it like don't do it there's yeah. other ways to get fit and you know that's not the end all be all yeah. for sure oh I know but- what I was gonna say what about talking about <laughs> um, sorry I'm like super annoying um good <laughs> what about like switching up your routine I guess oh totally yeah all about switching up your routine. Um, Our bodies are very, very smart, right? (laughs) So if you do the same workout over and over for Mm -hmm. weeks on end, not changing reps, not changing technique, not changing weight, if you're using it, Mm -hmm. your body is going to get so bored and it's going to know exactly what's coming and you're not going to make any progress, right? You're not going to be stronger, Mm -hmm. be faster. Um, So you have to periodically be making things harder for yourself, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that's where people get so tripped up is people are so scared of doing something challenging or doing something hard. So it's like, well, what if I fail? What if I'm at the gym doing this hard thing and people see me and I can't do it? And it's like, so what? I mean, the only, you know, fear or I guess concern you should have would be getting injured but if you're doing something that's not going to injure you try it who cares Mm -hmm. if it's who cares if you're out of breath for 10 seconds you'll get it back but challenging yourself and switching things up is the only way you'll ever get better that's like kind of what I was going to ask you what's the most out of the ordinary like fitness class or fitness um, activity that you've ever tried oh my gosh (laughs) Bar is like so hard for me, you guys. It uses different muscles, yeah. It uses such different muscles. Like I'm kind of a buff girl. I've spent years weightlifting. (laughs) Not the most flexible in the world. That's my weakness. I can admit it as a trainer. It's my focus for 2017. (laughs) I'm not graceful. So doing those like really like leg in the air, pulse it for 27 minutes, like (laughs) it, I literally look like a football player. Like, <laughs> it's such a, a pretty workout too. It's so pretty when the instructors do it. Yeah. <laughs> not pretty when I do it. Yeah. Um, but I still do it because, you know, it's a different challenge and I don't yeah. care what those people think of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's if I could do it perfectly that I wouldn't need to be there, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that's something that I really want more people to understand is that like, 
no one's judging you as harshly yeah. as you're judging yourself. Football you know? players actually take ballet yeah. during training, which that is, is pretty fun. A, I mean, that's <laughs> cool. what I, yeah. I mean, like, like yoga is so hard for me. Like, there are muscle, yeah. if I do a, a day of yoga, I literally can't move for like a week. Like, I'm so sore because it just uses muscles that I didn't even know I own. Like, I have, <laughs> right? Like, um, going back to switching things up, mm-hmm. like, how big of changes do people need to make? Like, is it enough just to, like, change the order of things? Or, or the know, entire activity? Do you change everything? Like, you know, I think it's just more about having variety, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think if you can mix up different activities into your week, that's really great. Um, even if you have a routine that you're trying to master, or even if you have moves that you love to do, like, if you, let's say you are doing a deadlift and you work your way up to being able to use 15-pound dumbbells mm-hmm. and you get to the point where those 15 pounds aren't really a challenge anymore, that doesn't mean stop deadlifting. That means, like, grab the 20s so yeah. that you can keep progressing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, that means, like, don't do the exact same thing every day. So if you do hit on Monday – try yoga Tuesday and then lift on Wednesday and then maybe go back to hit on Thursday. But if you do the exact same routine every day, your body is going to be like, yawn really quickly. <laughs> okay. I have a problem because like, um, I'm super flexible and I feel like I've ran out of stretches that help me feel like I'm stretching. So what advice do you have for that? Do you have any like new stretches that aren't really, um, <laughs> I guess conventional. I just need to feel the burn, like the stretch again. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're already flexible, that's great. Um, I think your challenge is going to be to stay flexible, right? So mm-hmm. as you get older, it's going to be harder for you to stay flexible. Yeah. Also, mobility. So it's mobility. really awesome if you are like really flexible and if a stretch is really easy for you, but is moving through an entire range of motion easy for you? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are your hips fully mobile? Can they mm-hmm. go all different directions? How easily can your body move when you're doing different things? Really focusing on mobility, if you already have the flexibility piece down, would probably be really helpful. Okay, cool. Thank you. Can we talk about um, rest days? Totally. Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> Everyone's favorite subject. Yeah. <laughs> I love rest days. Um I think that it's important to rest when your body tells you to. So something I think a lot of us really experience is like a big disconnect between our mind and our body. Like our mind will want to do one thing or will tell us one thing and our body will tell us something totally different. Um, And that goes both ways. So you can be pushing it really hard and your body can be broken down and sore and screaming for a rest day. Mm -hmm. And you need to listen to that. Um, But you can also be kind of bumming it on the couch for a little bit too long, (laughs) right? And your body is like, all right, let's move. Yeah, let's get up. That's you. I just think it's all about like really listening to your body. Um, but mm-hmm. I think too, there are some warning signs to overtraining. So mm-hmm. if you're working at something and you're not seeing progress after a decent amount of time, um, if you have just ridiculous soreness that impacts your day to day life or your mm-hmm. ability to do normal things, take a rest day. Like being sore can be really great and gratifying, but if you can't do basic things, you got to rest. Yeah. That was when I was like overtraining to the max. Like I was still taking a rest day, like 
But I uh, I need another one. I literally like, couldn't walk. Like I couldn't walk anywhere. Like I couldn't walk up the hill to get to my car. Like every single day, I felt like my whole body was heavy and dragging, and like, yeah. I couldn't sit on the toilet without my ass hurting. Like oh. Like, yeah, there, there are still like routines where like you can, you're not as like dead sore where you're like limping, but it's, you still see more progress. When I was doing Kayla, I couldn't, I was literally limping and like people were passing me like I'm a slow car. Like it was so bad. (laughs) Like, but now I'm not even doing Kayla and I like, I feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Just in more in shape too. What about, um, do you think that. Okay, wait, two things. First of all, something I just want to something that pisses me off is I see on social media people like rest day, did a 50 did a 50 minute run. <laughs> my god. Totally. I know. It's like the concept of an active rest day, which mm-hmm. I agree with. Like active rest day basically means even if you're taking a rest from exercise, that doesn't mean like lay on the couch and watch Netflix for 20 straight hours. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't be a complete sloth. <laughs> Still move around, yeah. but just like don't push your body to crazy limits or basically still do a workout when you're supposed to be quote unquote resting, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I'm like, that's not a rest day. Like, <laughs> I just am oh. really upset about that. It's not. And it's like not doing you any favors. Yeah. Just because especially if you're strength training, rest is so important to getting your results because that's when your muscles heal themselves and that's when you make strength gains. Mm-hmm. So taking that's rest important. days and getting an actual decent amount of sleep, that's where you're actually going to make progress. You can't get stronger without it. Yeah. Another thing is like um, going back to like soreness. Mm-hmm. Do you have to feel sore for it to have been a good workout? No, totally not. Um, I think it depends on your fitness level. I think it depends on the muscles you're working. It just totally depends on your body. Like I'm like you where yoga is super hard for me and nothing will make me. I can lift all the weight in the world and I will not get as sore as I will after Same. a yoga class. Yeah. You know? I didn't believe her because she can do so many push-ups, but she told me that she couldn't do um um oh gosh chaturanga. like chaturanga oh, okay. I was like yes you can you can do push-ups and I realized you know because I can't do as many push-ups as you but I can yeah. do chaturanga it is a different muscle it's to- yeah. yeah it's, to- it's yeah. crazy I just didn't believe you at the time also, <laughs> I've seen your strength I also one day did like when I do yoga I just go on YouTube because I don't know what the hell I'm doing and yeah. one day I did I don't know what I was thinking I did Jillian Michaels yoga and it was like oh my, oh my gosh. gosh that was not yoga beginner like, yoga and I started I'm like what the fuck is this I'm like, this is harder than this is so it's not yoga like I was and I was sore for like two weeks after that oh like I couldn't gosh. do anything else she's insane was, that I've tried that one too and yeah, yeah that's not that's like, not what yoga, did I just but sign up for this is not yoga with Adrian. Like it's like a yoga <laughs> times a hundred. Yeah, like it's not sped yoga. up. It's intense. Um. Okay. Do you have any other? Do you have any other fitness questions? Oh, I, well, this is more on the inspiration side. What are your top um uh, fitness or workout songs on your playlist? Because I need <laughs> Ooh, some new ones. Oh <laughs> you know what? That's such a good question. I have been all about the throwbacks lately. So. Yes. Like yeah. 
Me too. <laughs> I just, like love it. Give me a good like '90s jam. Yes. Give me a good like <laughs> '2000s jam. The other week I was at the gym and I was listening to Missy Elliott Pandora. Oh and my god! Nothing will get you more hyped to work out than Missy Elliott. That's Pandora. such a good idea. I might well, do I that just, on my next no, one. Yeah, I like don't listen to music from the this, new age. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's all yeah. sucks. Like like. The real R&B before is the one yeah. that made you fall in love. Yeah. Not I feel like most songs now are remakes of stuff from like 10 years ago, but I'm like, well, that version's better. So yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and like, especially rap. Like when I work out, I like to listen to like rap. <laughs> if I'm listening to music. Cent. Yeah. And like Eminem, all the stuff yeah. now, like all the throwbacks are just way better, I feel like. Yeah. So, cool. um, yeah, I like Missy, Missy Elliott. <laughs> I, I like when you, I like, because I listen to what you whatever you're working out to like uh-huh. i hear so <laughs> i like when you have good stuff playing <laughs> thank you yeah we have similar taste in music um, fun. yeah okay so let's see let's talk about social media for a second mm-hmm. um i know that recently you took some time off social um do you want to talk about like why you did that how you felt after like just that whole experience Yeah, it was just, you know, I had a lot of just life happening. Um, I was just super busy. I had a lot happening in my personal life. I had two jobs, um, which I was crazy to try and and have. And just between all of that, I felt like I was putting enough pressure in my daily life on myself that I didn't need to log on and feel pressure externally as well. So I just said, you know what, I'm going to kind of clean up what I got going on at home and I'm going (laughs) to not go on Instagram for a little bit and take care of business. And then when I'm in a better place, like I'll log back on and I'll feel a lot better. I think that's so important for a lot of people to do. Like, I feel like a lot of people are trapped within this world of social media that 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 could actually be the problem that's affecting them. Yeah. And they don't even know it. So I think it's a really good advice that. I think it takes so much strength to do that. Like, that's why I admire you. Like in your like, like even before you're talking about how you are in like a bad space with the food and the fitness, you're like, okay, I need to step back and you do it. And like, even with this, you're like, okay, this is not good. I need to step back. And like, you make it sound so easy. Like, like it's it's so hard to do that. And like, it takes a lot of like strength and like willpower and like self-confidence and like, I just really admire it. Like, I just admire that a lot. Oh, thank you. It is. I mean, it is really hard. And, you know, I'm the, have a personality where I will want to push myself. And like, even if I don't want to do something or even if something doesn't feel good, I'll push myself and force myself to do it. And as I've gotten older, I've just learned, you know, if you're in a bad space or if you're not feeling happy, don't keep doing the same things. Mm -hmm. Do something differently. You know, it's taken me 27 years to figure that out. (laughs) It's a hard one to figure out. It's hard. It's really hard because you get, even if you're feeling crappy, you get used to feeling crappy. And then even the idea of feeling better is scary because you're like, well, but I know how it feels to feel crappy, you know? Yeah. So easy to get stuck there. So now that you're like back on, do you feel like, are you taking a different approach to it now that you're back in it? Or do you, are you like still, I don't know. Like, how are you approaching it now? I think I just am approaching it more on my terms. I know when it's good for me to go on and when it's not. Like, if you're having a bad day, 
nothing on Facebook is going to make you feel better unless it's like your birthday and Mm -hmm. you want like a hundred notifications telling you happy birthday. Everything from like imagery to fitness to political commentary. Like (laughs) if you feel bad, nothing on social media is going to make you feel better. I mean, flavor in that. There's something there to like make you more upset. So I think it's more about um, tailoring your social media to be images or things that are going to be inspiring to you. Mm -hmm. I am all about that unfollow and that block button. Like, Mm -hmm. if I don't like something, I'm not going to look at it. And really tailoring what's in my feed to be Mm -hmm. things that are uplifting and inspiring really, really help. Yeah. so important. Yeah. Um, Yeah. How do you manage blogging, working, your social life, and everything else? Oh, man. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) And I think I go through phases where, you know, some things are better off than others. I went through a phase where I was like still working full time at my corporate job. I was going to school part time, which is like a whole different can of worms. Mm. And I was still blogging and getting up like two or three blog posts a week and like putting all this pressure on myself to do social media my social life was non-existent. My personal relationships were suffering. I wasn't sleeping. So there was that. Oh, um, and then I've been on the other side of the spectrum where I'm just like kicking it and having a lot of fun and mm-hmm. don't really blog that much and don't really post on social media that much. Yeah. And, you know, that happens too. But I also kind of feel like I'm okay with both if it's what mm-hmm. I feel I need at the time. Right. If I'm in a season where I really want to hustle and buckle down, I'm okay with doing that. But if I also want to pay more attention to my personal life, like it's the internet's not going to come crashing down. Right. Yeah. That Um, to me is like the epitome of balance, like always, um, I guess sacrificing one thing, but then working hard on another. I think that's a good balance still. Yeah. It's not trying to overdo yourself. And I, that's really awesome. Yeah. And for me, I mean, I think I've made kind of a conscious decision to not at this time, be a full-time blogger or pursue blogging full-time because I still enjoy it and I don't want to put that pressure on it. Yeah. Where it's how I make a living. It's how I pay my bills. I mean, it definitely can be. And I think I've, you know, done a lot with blogging that I'm really grateful for. But I think if I put that pressure for it to be my livelihood, um, it would be really hard to still have that balance. Yeah. And it makes you like not enjoy it as much when you have that pressure on it yeah you know especially with you like all of your like heartfelt posts i don't know i feel like it's like hard to do those kind of posts yeah when you have that pressure i wouldn't be able to and that's why i mean if you go back to things i was blogging about a year or two ago you know it wasn't those things because at that time that was what i wanted and when it came down to it, I just ultimately decided it wasn't worth it because I didn't want to just post smoothie bowls all day. Like I wanted to have more <laughs> substance. Yeah. And it meant that, you know, I had a smaller audience, but they were really engaged and really received that mm-hmm. message. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I Be- think. Me. Yeah. It's more valuable, so I right. think. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, you wrote a post on like perfectionism and stuff. Um Do you have any tips for, like, dealing with that? Like, I mean, I'm the kind of person that's a total perfectionist. I struggle with that all the time. And I know a lot of other people who do, too. Like, I don't know, just thoughts, I guess. 
Absolutely. I mean, I think where that post came from um, is I was really struggling with it, right? I I feel like I like to write things that I need to hear, you know? Same. Uh, (laughs) Aww. So, you know, I, growing up being a perfectionist my entire life can honestly say that I don't spend a lot of time being nice to myself, you know, in my life, I'm not very kind to myself. And when I catch myself, you know, being so harsh or critical of myself because I'm not doing something perfectly or because something doesn't turn out how I thought it's really, really hard. And I recently started going to counseling to like start working through that and so that I, you know, can be more aware of it. But I think the biggest tip I have for working through that is like when you're criticizing yourself or judging yourself, yeah. think, would I say this to my best friend? Would I say this that's to so, a, that's a good tip. out Because 99% of the time we would never be you know, as harsh to anyone else as we are to ourselves. Yeah. So why don't we treat ourselves like we would treat our best friend? Yeah, you know, I love that so much. And we don't like you're saying, like, you don't even you don't even like realize like no. how you're judging yourself or what you're saying <laughs> to yourself, you know, and half the time, a lot of other people won't won't even notice that about you. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think like for me personally, I realized that like I'm spending so much time like getting mad at myself for what I didn't do. And I don't stop and think, look at all the things I did accomplish mm-hmm. today. Look at all the things I did do this week. Look at all the things I should be proud of. Like, I'm not, fo- I'm just so, I'm too focused on what I didn't get to. Like, I'm mm-hmm. bummed about that. But it's yeah. like, like, you need to celebrate what you do achieve the same way. Like, like what you're saying, like, I wouldn't sit here and be like, Nina, you didn't finish your to-do list. Like, <laughs> I would be like, Nina, that's so great that you got that job. Like, congrat, like, you know, yeah. but we don't do that for ourselves. Exactly. That's a really good tip. I yeah. Think. And I think that it goes to show that perfectionism isn't attainable because you're always going to be wanting more. Yeah. Of whatever it is that you think can attain this um, image. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Do what are your favorite ways to like de-stress? You know, I think just like anything that makes me feel like I'm going to put my best self forward. So I am one of those people who's like totally obsessed with like self-help, like being my best self. And when I feel like I'm truly taking the time to care and like be my best self, that is what is like relaxing to me. Mm-hmm. And that makes me feel good. So if mm-hmm. it's anything from like, journaling to reading a book to doing something creative um just anything that makes me feel like I'm like growing and being better as a person I think yeah yeah that's a good one do you have any um time management tips (laughs) such a good question (laughs) this is so something that I am still working on for sure um I think I and learning how to break things down into smaller pieces mm-hmm. so that I can, one, be more efficient with things that I need to get done. So I used to, when I first started blogging, literally do all of the photography, photo editing, and writing, like, all in one day. Oh, my gosh. Not very wow. efficient. Not – probably not very good product. Like, yeah. And it would just be so daunting because I'd sit all day and think, crap, I have to create this entire blog post from scratch today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would procrastinate and then I would put it <laughs> off because I was so overwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, if I take photos one day, write the next day, mm-hmm. schedule social media the next day, and then have it ready to go you know, a week in advance, 
it takes less time and I'm less overwhelmed so I won't procrastinate. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect, but I'm learning. Yeah. I wish I could have learned that back in college. Um, yeah, but, thanks. Because yeah. we just started school um, last or last week and I'll <laughs> yeah. definitely work on that a little bit more, yeah. breaking it down. <laughs> well, yeah. I did not do that in college and I really wish I would have been better about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's... Sorry, we've kept you a long time. We'll wrap it up with some okay. um, food questions because you okay. have the best recipes and <laughs> love it. But, okay, a lot of people tell me, like, I can't eat healthy because it's too expensive. Oh. Can you address this question, <laughs> please, for me? <laughs> First of all, I think people think healthy is, like, so much more complex than it is. Yes. <laughs> of what I eat is so simple and, like, stupid simple that people are really surprised when they see me, like, pull out my Tupperware and it's the same thing over and over. It's, like, buying fresh food from the grocery store that you don't have to pay for it to be processed and for someone else to prepare it Mm -hmm. is so much cheaper than, you know, fast food or whatever. I think people look at a lot of supplements and a lot of like superfoods and yeah, those are expensive and they're great to add on. But at the end of the day, you don't need them. If you buy fresh produce or if you're buying like quality meat, eggs, whatever, it's not that crazy expensive. Mm -hmm. You just need to eat simply, you know? Yeah. No, I'm the same. Like people are like, can you do more recipes of like, what you eat for dinner and lunch i'm like i literally eat the same thing every day it's not a recipe it's not a recipe (laughs) it's like build a plate i pick vegetables i pick meat and i put it on a plate like (laughs) but even then a lot of people like don't know like you know like people that don't eat like as healthy like they have no clue i feel like there's this mental block it's like they think it has to be some extravagant like i like uh, that's another thing like my friends like i have to cook I have to cook for myself. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't have time mm-hmm. to cook. I'm like, cooking doesn't take that long. I literally throw everything. Like, it takes me two minutes to throw it in the oven, and then I take it out. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I go do something oh, yeah. else, and I take Even it out. when it's out. the oven. It's like, that's when you go do something else. Yeah. And, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you just, I'm like, I cook a lot of shit at one time, and then it's there yeah. for the week, and then I reheat it up. Like, and like, no shade to Instagram because I love me some Instagram. But I think that's what the problem is people see these beautifully styled, curated, mm, yeah. complicated photos and think, oh, I have to do that. No. Like, yeah. No, you don't. Like, it's a beautiful photo, but mm-hmm. even if what you're doing doesn't look like that, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's it's for the photo. Aesthetic. It's yeah. People, sometimes that's people's job some people their job is instagram and so yeah they will spend two hours to make a pretty photo yeah real life it doesn't you pick my no. meals are not that pretty like <laughs> no neither are mine like, they're boring like but they do a pretty job in the body yeah they make me feel good <laughs> so so okay what are some of your like go-to meals i guess Oh my gosh, my go-to meal literally that I ate for dinner last night and lunch today, literally roasted (laughs) Brussels sprouts with roasted sweet potato and Trader Joe's chicken sausage, literally. Oh my God. That's That's like all I eat. I mean, it's all I eat, but I, because it's so easy and it's so simple to just like throw together. Mm -hmm. I eat that so much. Um, I also really love, like, simple smoothies. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if it's just, like, banana, greens, almond milk, protein, nut butter, blend it up, 
go. Yeah. Like super simple. Getting um, over here. I also just love <laughs> like really simple kale salads. So like marinate the kale and some vinegar, throw on like some fruit, nuts, protein. Yeah. You're good to go. Like so simple. Yeah. No, I love that. And that's what also what I like about like your smoothie recipes are like simple <laughs> and like I see, sometimes I'll like look up a smoothie and I'll be like this literally has 800 ingredients like oh I know I can't like it just won't <laughs> no it doesn't have to be that complicated you guys Les has the best like go-to green smoothie bowl recipe and it's like <laughs> not that many ingredients I'm literally obsessed with it it's like, simple it, this was like one of the I'm not even joking this was I like didn't do Pinterest and I like made a Pinterest account so I could pin that <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's so good. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. You guys have to look it up. But it's so simple. Yeah, it's so simple. That's the best thing about it. Yeah, keep it simple, guys. Totally. I love like that. Um, <laughs> this just came up. I okay. <laughs> what do you think about cheat days? What do you think about cheat days? <laughs> like, yay! Yeah. Sorry for people listening. I just gave a major <laughs> thumbs down emoji in real life. <laughs> I just think it's stupid. You don't you don't cheat on food. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you cheat on, you know, a test or something. That's cheating. <laughs> you can't cheat when it comes to food. Okay? I think if you're not depriving yourself, have a little bit of what you want as long as it's not complete crap and move on. Like yeah. my cheat days back in the day were totally when I would binge and like it would just be so bad and so detrimental. And then I'd be like, Monday, I'm going to eat so clean and I'm going to be so perfect. And it was just the same cycle over and over. Like you're setting yourself up to just binge and yeah. to restrict and it's so bad if you want a little bit of a treat that's like made with good ingredients have a little bit and move on but I think when we feel the need to label everything mm -hmm. yeah. that's when we get into trouble yeah we treat ourselves like a well some people treat themselves like their dogs and like only yeah. get the treats like yeah. once in a while which is like <gasps> food is not a reward oh my gosh that's <laughs> the biggest pet peeve yeah. like not reward yourself with food Thank you for saying that. Yeah. That's so important. We're so happy you're in line with our, our health philosophy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have one last question. It's kind of random. Well, second to last. I have one more, but oh. it'll be super oh, quick. Wait, what's your oh, oh, what's your, um, your sun sign? Oh, I'm a Leo. No wonder we drive. Yeah, I like her. I like her. That's why. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. It's really random, but I just like am desperate to like ask can you talk about what's the oil, like your oil cleansing method are you still doing that oh yeah I totally still oil cleanse I yeah that. can you do a YouTube video on it should I I feel like my face would look really scary though because I have like makeup <laughs> smudged everywhere no, or like <laughs> but I can or really Instagram video it or something like I, I like, yeah. really, like need to know this information oh totally it's super simple I love oil cleansing I've been doing it for probably like four or five years now and mm -hmm. it is like completely transformed my skin. Um, I like using a blend of castor and jojoba oil um, oh. that I mix up myself and I keep in a little bottle just on my kitchen or my kitchen, my bathroom counter. Yeah. Um, and at night when I take my makeup off, I just rub a little bit in my hands and rub it all over my face to loosen up my makeup. 
And then I take a warm washcloth, wipe it off, and then I just follow up with a cleanser just to make sure my skin is clean. Um, and that's how I remove my makeup every night. Oh, my gosh. I have so no nice. idea. I've never my heard of this before. so much better. Like, I don't get breakouts anymore. I used to have so many pimples back in the day. I used to have really oily skin and... Mm-hmm. Um, it just totally like doesn't happen. My complexion used to be kind of dull. And I think it's also a combination of like I eat a lot better too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it my skin is just 10 times better than when I was younger for sure. Have, have you ever tried it with coconut oil? Um, I have, yeah. I don't recommend putting coconut oil on your face if you've never done any sort of oil cleansing method. Mm-hmm. I think it takes a little while for your skin to adjust. So using a lighter oil like olive oil or jojoba oil could mm-hmm. be better if you're getting used to it. Yeah. Again, I would still recommend like washing it off afterwards. Coconut oil is great if your skin is used to oil, then it'll be really moisturizing. But if your skin isn't, it can clog your pores and can be really um, just tough if your skin isn't used to oil. Yeah, I mean, just from reading about everything, I think that's the biggest. Everybody tries it with coconut oil, and I'm like, yeah. coconut oil will clog your pores. Like, use something else. Like Coconut oil shouldn't be your first attempt. And then down the road, if you, you know, your skin really jives with the oil cleansing method, mm-hmm. then you introduce coconut oil, but, like, don't start with coconut oil. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I might have to try it. I definitely want to try that now because I've been using um, toxic stuff like Neutrogena wipes yeah, which no, is bad I right like oh, girl i know but we've all done it you know i yeah, can't judge i did I it for years <laughs> it's hard transitioning but well i mean i'm using beauty counter now which i like yeah um, but i like are those wipes or like a liquid um for what for the beauty blender i mean the beauty um the beauty counter um makeup remover oh no i'm saying like to wash my face oh like okay wash. yeah um, but oh no i to you to remove my makeup i just use grapeseed oil Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the same thing. Totally yeah. works. Yeah. I've used that before, too. Yeah. Um, so, cool. Well, thank you very much. Thank Did you. Did you have any questions, Nina? Um, uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I don't, actually. I'm good. <laughs> That'll, we could do that for uh, part two if you want to be on again. <laughs> um, okay. It's so two out there. Just to round it out, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you again? Yeah, totally. So my blog is called thebalancedberry.com. The, don't forget the the. Um, <laughs> and then just to make it a little more confusing, on social media, I'm at balancedberry. Mm-hmm. Um, on all platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Sometimes I tweet out funny rants. So, you know, if you like a good rant, don't yeah. miss those. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'll put everything in the show notes so you can click the links too. Thanks. Um, cool. So... Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. this thank you, Les. Fun. It was so nice to meet you, too. It Virtual so handshake. Nice. Virtual. You guys, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I want to, like, hug you, but it's nice to see you, like, moving. Like, yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no catfishing. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, it's so hard to do that. I have to come. Yes, I am truly who I say I am. <laughs> She's real. She's the real deal. You need to come to L.A. or I need to go I to know. Seattle. Well, both. Yeah. Like, yeah. Actually, you love LA. I know. I eventually, eventually, I was supposed to move last year, and then I, yeah, with my boyfriend, and because he's from California, and then we ended up staying here for a bit longer. But eventually, eventually, we'll make our way down there. Okay, awesome. (laughs) All right, awesome. Okay, yeah. Well. 
Thank you very much. And Thanks, I'm so happy to do this. Um, have a good night, okay? Bye. Thanks. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. Oh my gosh, I love Les. She was so amazing. Yeah, no, she's great. Like, she's so, like, just, like, real and down to earth. I'm just so happy that, like, despite like all the other um i guess empty bloggers out there there's people that are real and people that you can connect with yeah no she's just i just i don't know i want to hang out with her all the time i love her you guys need to follow her if you're not already she's the best and check out her blog she has like super easy delicious recipes um i love them and yeah she's awesome so oh and she also has like some i know she has at least one workout on her facebook page so you should go do that it's fun um she's just like a real she takes like a realistic approach to health i feel like some like health bloggers are just like it's like unattainable you know she's not about perfectionism she's about like real life yeah or some of them are all about like the physical stuff and they completely forget about like what like the the mind and the the rest of the holistic wellness yeah definitely so yeah i love that interview um big thanks to Les for letting us pick her brain um so thank you so much for listening if you liked this please subscribe please leave a rating and review on itunes on stitcher you're the best follow us on instagram actually adultish um follow us on twitter at actually adult like our facebook page all of it reach out to us we love hearing from you guys you're the best send in questions and topics to actually adultish at gmail.com or you can do it anonymously at actually adultish.com you can press submit a topic and just send it in secretly if you're shy we still love you so yeah we will talk to you again next week bye, bye.